Welcome to episode 200 of Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. Just had to say how excited I am to have 200 episodes of this show. It has been quite the labor of love, and I have enjoyed all of it the last couple of years building this. And in this episode, we have Scott Lee, who is the founder and CEO of Guru, which you can find at Guru, G-O-O-R-O-O.com. And he's on a mission to reimagine education unlock every student's potential and promote lifelong learning from all. Scott has quite the amazing story. He came to the United States from South Korea at age 16, didn't know any English, and he has since made a massive impact in the world through starting a couple of companies now with Guru being what he's working on for the last number of years. And in this episode, we go through how he started this company, what he's done to grow it over time, their newest product, Guru Courses, and much, much more in this episode. As always, the show notes are at justgogrind.com slash podcast. And you can support the show by leaving a rating and review over in Apple Podcasts. I'd like to thank the 140 plus people who have done that already, and I would appreciate more of them. Many, many more of them. This episode is brought to you by Hawk Media, a full-service outsourced CMO based in Santa Monica, California, providing guidance, planning, and execution to grow brands of all sizes, industries, and business models. Hawk Media is recognized by Inc. as one of the fastest-growing marketing consultancies. And their collaborative process, a la carte offering, and month-to-month fee structure give clients the flexibility they need to boost digital revenues and marketing ROI. Hawk Media, the company, has serviced over 1,500 brands of all sizes, ranging from startups like Tomorrow Melon, SIO Beauty, and Bottle Keeper, to household names like Red Bull, Verizon Wireless, and Alibaba. And also, I had the founder and CEO of Hawk Media, Eric Huberman, on the podcast in episode number 23, if you want to take a listen. And to get a free consultation, head on over to hawkmedia.com and be sure to mention Just Go Grind. Without further ado, here is Scott Lee, founder and CEO of Guru. Scott, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Great to have you on. And as we kind of talked about briefly briefly before, I love talking to companies that are doing impactful things and the founders behind them. And with Guru, you're definitely doing some impactful things here. For people who aren't familiar, can you tell us what Guru is? What you guys are doing at Guru? Sure. Um, I'm happy to talk more about Guru. So Guru, uh, we are an education technology company. Uh, we started as Uber for Tutors. And now we are launching Guru Courses, which is Netflix of educational content to make education more accessible for all. Uh, we've been uh, running business over five years, and we are official vendor of Department of Education in New York City and Texas and many other states, helping um, many, many students all over the states. And now we have offices in Shanghai and Jakarta. And I know that a lot of students are impacted by COVID. I think yeah. globally, 1.2 billion learners are impacted. So we are here to support them as much as possible to make sure that they get uh, educational assistance they needed. And so I think our team is working very hard to make that happen. I love it. And your story is pretty interesting. Just looking uh, to the research I've done already, and even before starting Guru, you go from uh, working at JP Morgan to starting Guru. How did that? How did that happen? Where did Guru come from? The idea to start this? Yeah, sure. I mean, I started my first nonprofit when I was in high school, connecting between English volunteers and uh, underserved children in Korea. 
I think that really sparked my interest in education and learning and then really impacted my life. And then as after, you know, I went to the army for two years after my sophomore at Columbia, um, you know, I did another startup. So, you know, my father is an entrepreneur. I was always surrounded by you know, great entrepreneurs and, and I, I was a founder myself in a small like boutique startup. So, you know, I wanted to try completely new to, to figure out what I'm passionate about and, you know, if, if, do I fit into corporate? So I briefly worked at JP Morgan, um, by networking through a LinkedIn message. I met my boss <laughs> and my former boss at JP Morgan, but, um, nice. you know, within a few weeks, I re- realized quickly that, you know, this is not what I'm passionate about. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, that's what makes me, you know, move forward. So that was sort of like a part of, you know, my always trial and error and try to figure out why, who I am. And so that was a great confirmation that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I love building something out of nothing and working with people that are passionate about the mission. So that that was a little bit of story that I yeah. worked at JPM. Yeah, no, I appreciate that context for other people who are starting businesses as well. I want to kind of understand that. And even going back to the military, so you, you had to do the two years of military service. Uh, you move, you drop out, not drop out, I guess, temporary leave Columbia to do that. What was that experience like, Scott? Just curious. It was the most difficult experience I ever had because, you know, I lived in a mountain. Um, like it was literally, it was a missile command. We had like 30 plus <laughs> missiles in the mountain. Yeah, and wow. then it was really cold in the winter and really hot in the summer. I don't know how that <laughs> that's possible. Rains a lot, snows a lot, and you know, but definitely, uh, you know, it made me disciplined. I think I learned so much uh, during two years. Uh, extremely helpful while I'm starting the business and when I had to be persistent. You know, I had to live with 18 soldiers in a very small room, and so you know, this kind of tough environment really helped me to know how to, you know, live and work with other people. And, and so, yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, at the end, I think I would not want to go back again, but, you know, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I look back, I think it was such an amazing experience for me. Yeah. And building some of those habits that I imagine have been useful for you moving forward in, in starting businesses, especially like you said, having that kind of discipline as well. And I definitely want to talk way more about Guru, but I, I'm, I always like the journey because you did start another company before with Mud Cafe. I mean, how did that come about? Uh, if you want to briefly talk about, about that business. Yeah, it was you know, part of, again, you know, part of my journey of self-actualization. I did all like related like education related work like in a peer tutoring club peertutor.com me as a tutor a lot of education related work but i wanted to do something completely different to see if i like it or not and basically at the time i only have a very limited budget and i have one other friend who was interested in you know joining this mud cafe uh niche like fashion retailer and so, I mean, I loved it, Go talking to customer. I, I was selling to uh, Korean clients, so I had to wake up really like 2, 3, 2 a.m. <laughs> and then talk talk to them, packaging, everything. We did it by ourselves. But at the end of the day, what I, what I learned is, hey, hey, I'm not passionate. I'm, I'm not a fashion guy. You know, I don't yeah. like to go to department stores. Like, you know, that's not what, I'm, what I like about. I mean, I, I like marketing and many other different pieces and learn so much. But that's when I realized, hey, you need to do what you're really passionate about and what you really care about. 
And so I think it was a wonderful experience. I think I, I highly recommend any people to start simple and you know small to see if you like you know if you are if you love like you know this kind of journey where you don't know what's going to happen today you know like <laughs> are you are you an entrepreneur you know i think to figure something out like that you need to start small and see if you are passionate about it. so yeah. I, I, th- I think that's very important yeah absolutely and i think those experiences uh, just looking back at what you've done. I mean, you're there for a year, year and a half at JP Morgan a year, and now it's been five and a half years at Guru. Clearly you have found, <laughs> found the thing that, that you really enjoy, that you're really passionate about. And it's also found, you know, a, a great deal of success with Guru. So going through the early days of, of Guru, what you mentioned it being almost like an Uber for tutors, take me through the initial version of Guru. What did that look like? Yeah, it was more like an Airbnb model where we had like, you know, many, many tutor profiles and you know, parents can go through and message them and book a session. And so, you know, it was definitely, you know, if you're looking to start a tech company or build an app, it's very, very difficult than what you think, because yeah. a lot of people think just the front end, meaning like a screens and like design. But at the end of the day, that's a very, that's a important, that's an important part. But that's not everything. What's most important is like a backend and data structure. And honestly, my major was industry engineering. And I took few CS courses. I, that's why I, I respect so much for software engineers. Because actually yeah. the backend is the most important part. It's like a backbone of the product. And so I learned so much building the first version. And it is very, very difficult. And so, and it will take longer and it will cost you a lot more than what you expect. But yeah, that was our first version. It's like more like an Airbnb model of, you know, tutors profiles. And, and, and with that too, it's not being, you know, the most technical on that side, how'd you get the technical talent to actually build kind of the initial version of Guru? So that's a really good question. I think as a founder, if you're starting off, like if you want to do a tech company, two things is, will be the most difficult. One is a finding a tech talent or a technical founder other will be fundraising. And I truly believe that, you know, like a tech talent that you will be working with is aligned with the level of a founder. So let's say level you're as a founder, you're like C level, then only C level technical talent will come that because, yeah. because the thing is, um, communicating with, um, engineers is also a critical skills for you to learn. And also, you know, you need to find engineers who are very passionate about your mission. And so in the beginning, obviously, I, I don't know anything about building an app. Or, <laughs> I had not, I, I, you know, honestly, so I did whatever it takes. Like, in, uh, I think I re- used ZipRecruiter, but I reached out to people. I cold called, like, engineers. And one of our lead mobile development, Takuro, I, I got connected through me just cold calling him. Hey, you know, I saw your resume, you know, so he didn't apply, (laughs) you know, I called him. So literally I did whatever it takes for me to find the right tech talent. But at the end of the day, Ramon, our CTO joined like two years and a half ago. And he's amazing guy who's very passionate and very intelligent. And, you know, I met him after two years and a half. I learned so much, so many things. So I think it's also, it's a persistence and, you know, you have to try every possible way. And 
I I believe that it's also uh, to sort of show if you're capable of become a tech founder to to have this persistence to find the tech talent, which is extremely extremely hard, but extremely yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's difficult, especially with not having the tech talent, not having the tech skills yourself, because how, it's like, how do you understand if they're good or not? <laughs> how do you judge if they're good or not if you don't have the technical skills yourself, uh, which can be super challenging within that. And and understand that you found the talent enough to bring this, you know, to make this uh, actual reality in terms of Guru initially. How are you acquiring your first your first few customers for for Guru? Yeah, I mean, we used uh, Cracklist a lot. Like, you know, because, you know, it's free at two, I think yep. I mean, five years ago. Now it's paid, but we used at, like, we used so many posts like that. I mean, we did whatever it takes. We put flyers in the bathroom. So I went to Columbia. We, our office used to be a two bedroom apartment right next to Columbia University. And so I went to like bathrooms, like classrooms and put the flyers on it. I literally, we literally did every like guerrilla <laughs> marketing possible um, to to sort of uh, gain first clients. And I went to their apartments. I met them in person because at, at the end of the day, initial version of your app is it's pretty has a lot of bugs. You know, it's not perfect. So most important thing is to impress them with the service. And so, yeah. but the thing is, the what's interesting is one of our first investors are those early clients who are parents, you know, used our service. And I also keep in touch with them and they've been super helpful. So I think, you know, you, you really have to grind and you have to go above and beyond for early clients to make sure that you build a good reputation for your company. And then Scott, take me through going from those initial clients and this kind of initial version of Guru then, I mean, I don't know how many iterations there have been since. I'm sure there's like obviously always tweaks and things that change. But going from that initial version to the business model today, like mm-hmm. take me through that transition. Yeah, so we quickly realized that, hey, you know, we have to focus on the parents and students who wanted to commit for the long term. Because some students just wanted to do one session and the quick help. But I think we believe in lifelong learning and we believe in, you know, uh, unlocking every, stu- every student's potential, and that requires a long-term relationship. So we pivoted to membership model, which is like minimum, you know, four hours per month. And you know, they wanted to really commit, and we can continuously help them for long term. And after COVID, you know, I think we quick. I mean, we transitioned to virtual tutoring, but you know, our mission has always been making education more accessible. So that's why. We are launching Guru courses, which we will have a thousand plus amazing courses taught by top instructors, not only academics, but also like dancing, yoga, chess, very, very engaging content for our students to learn. And it will only cost like $9.99. And per group pass, we will donate one group pass to underserved children so that they can also have access to this wonderful content. So I think, you know, here, you know, so many students and families are struggling. So it is our responsibility to really take care of them and be socially responsible. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned this being partly because of, of COVID, but with the business model changing, not changing, but just expanding mm-hmm. from 
uh, tutors initially then to this. Like, I, w- I would love to hear like your thought process behind that as you're thinking about doing this switch. And then obviously it's been you know some time in the works where you have a beta now. But like, take me through what you're thinking when you're like, okay, we need to expand into into courses. Like, what are you thinking? How are you evaluating that decision? Yeah, it wasn't just me. You know, Ramon and I have been talking for a while. You know, he he has two kids. He's very very passionate about education and we never vision ourselves as a tutoring company you know that that was just you know that never we never wanted to be a <laughs> tutoring company so you know there in education there's so many different ways to learn and we always wanted to be the most innovative education technology company so this is one of the ways that we 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 decided to expand and you know, I think this is just the beginning. I think there are so many, many different amazing ideas we will have for students all over the world. So this is just one way that, you know, we will provide to our students. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. I mean, we've been working really hard. We're launching in almost in 10 days. So coming soon. Yeah. So should, by the time this is out, it should be right about the time this is released. Perfect. Be a week, week and a half. And, and with that too, then with Guru Courses, this side of the business, how did you decide on prioritizing which topics, which subject matter you wanted to go through? Because again, you could really talk about anything and go through anything on the education side. How have you prioritized like the content side of things in terms of what you're going to have? Oh, I mean, you know, I think the most popular subjects academically is like math and English and test prep. So, I mean, we, we um, prioritized uh, we build that for sure, but there are a lot of different academic subjects that we included that it can be very engaging that you don't learn in school, like financial literacy, um, you know, many different subjects. And, you know, for um, music, we included art. There are amazing instructors in our community that we've been building over five years. So, you know, I think I do believe that everyone has amazing talent and they have unique skills. So we are encouraging our group instructors to share those talents and, you know, and they can even gain more from other instructors. So I wanted to really have this moment, a movement for, you know, amazing instructors all over the world, share their talent through guru courses. And were these instructors like for the courses side of things, the same instructors that you've, they were also doing tutoring or how did you gone about with the, uh, the instructor side of things for courses and getting them on board? Yeah, there are guru tutors, you know, who've been tutoring for many, many years. So by looking at guru courses, they are, they, you, students will be able to book one-on-one tutoring. But there are some guru instructors, you know, who have done video shooting, who are more comfortable with, you know, um, you know, virtual tutoring, and they're very tech-savvy. They also joined us to participate guru courses. So it's a combination. And it was a lot of referrals. So I think I'm really appreciate that I, our team has been, you know, respecting our instructors and treating them very well. So when we decide to launch, so many instructors are willing to join this, you know, movement. Yeah. And over time, I mean, acquiring these different instructors for the platform, what have you done as time has gone on from, you know, the early days and, and maybe cold calling? I don't know how it's evolved since necessarily, but how have you gone about the acquisition side on, on actually getting instructors and high quality instructors for Guru? Yeah, many of our instructors, you know, we have amazing relationship because we are very transparent about pricing, you know, how much we charge our students, how much we pay. I think that transparency is so important. 
and communication is very, very important as well. I think a lot of tutoring, other tutoring companies or agencies, the biggest problem they have is lack of transparency. And I think that if you want to have a long-term relationship, you have to be very transparent. And that's one of our core values, not just among instructors, but among our team members as well. And so, you know, because that was our core value to respecting them and being transparent, I think a lot of instructors stay with us for long term. And that really, we have a very strong referral. So we don't do any marketing to recruit tutors. Uh, a lot of them come to us, they heard from their friends and, you know, their our clients, our students or tutors. And then, and so they're much more loyal than just we pay you know, marketing to acquire them. So I think that, you know, every relationship really matters. I think especially in education, it's all about relationship. It's all about, you know, respecting, respecting people. So I think it's, you know, even though we're education technology company, at the end of the day, people are the most important relationship comes first. Yeah. People are, people are everything, especially in, in this, in this business world. And this, this, your, your particular business model as well with Guru, I mean, people really are. I mean, this is the people who are influencing the next next generation essentially with these uh, people who are using the platform. And and what, to that point, I mean, how do you how do you think about the the different the different products and services you you want to offer? How are you kind of evaluating that and getting feedback from from the students themselves? How do you go about that with Guru? Yeah, I think that's so important. Uh, first, I mean, we really. Uh, emphasize a lot of providing good feedback to the students and also share them with the parents so everyone's on the same page. As I mentioned, communication is extremely important. Uh, education is not just about you know teacher or student relationship. Also, you know, giving uh, as much valuable information and learning styles or learning pace to you know the parents so that we can all support our students to unlock their potential. Uh, for students and parents, you know, I think I think we do have a like a money back guarantee system, or we we also get a lot of great feedback from them. So if there's anything we can improve in terms of communication on our side or uh, how uh, our tutors teach, we really value them and we, we try to communicate as much as possible. With that as well, with having. A customer that's the parent and not the actual end user. What are the challenges that come along with that with Guru Scott? Yeah, so that's why I think we became an official vendor of Department of Education because I think the credibility is extremely important for parents. I do agree; it's pretty complicated in a way that parents are the ones who are paying the service and students are receiving them. That's why, as I mentioned, communication is extremely important. We really focus on getting the credibility among parent groups, like PTA, schools, there are you know, apartments. There are a lot of different organizations we've been partnering with. And so we can organically acquire them uh, through many, many different channels. So we have to be creative. You know, we didn't want to spend too much money on paid marketing. And so I think that has that effort has been working out very well. Yeah, and on that partnerships note, Scott, I mean what do you look for in, in partners for Guru? Because again, there's just so many different ways you go about it. Obviously, you got a, a massive one with the Department of Education. How do you look at partnerships though? Uh, in the beginning, I think because you don't have any brand um, recognition or you don't have any foundation, you're trying to reach out as many people as possible. And then you work with them and see how the results come out. I think I'm a big believer again, try and errors. 
And so in the beginning, you don't have any luxury to pick who you want to work with. You work with yeah. everyone you they want and then see how the results come out. And then as the time goes, you have better understanding how, what will be the best partnership for your time spent you know, more wisely. So I think it just takes time for you to realize that. But I think that it's very important you to not to shut the doors just by your own understanding at the moment, because at, even though that partnership doesn't work that well, you know, the derivative, so like the partnership that <laughs> derived from that partnership can be a big home run. And so I think you always have to be open-minded and you always have to be trans, uh, you know, patient. And so that, because that partnership that you think it was a failure can open the doors for you in so many different ways. Scott, along the way here with building Guru, you know, this was more of your passion and what you want to actually work on, but what has been maybe the biggest challenge of, of going, of growing Guru in the last, you know, five years here, what's been the biggest challenge for you as a founder in growing this company? I think that's a great question. Um, as I, as I mentioned, it's all about people and a tech company is especially more difficult because there are a lot of different types of people working together for one mission. Uh, engineers, yeah. designers, business people, they're very, very different. Within that group, it, all the people are very different. Um, you know, uh, if you're a venture back company, you know, you're always, you know, struggling with, you know, growth versus like morale and growth versus financials. There are a lot of different things you have to think about. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I think maintaining the relationship among team members, investors, parents, I think that's the most important part. And I'm learning every day. It's, it's not easy because people, you, you might think that they will understand you, but the thing is, it's, so, it's going so fast that sometimes there's always a miscommunication and you can always do a better job with that. At the end, at the end uh, we have to care about people. And I think that we you always have to focus how you can improve, improve that. And I think, um, you know, even though I do additional five years, 10 years, this will be one of the uh, big focus that I will do. Um, how can I communicate better with our team and how we can really help our students as much as possible? And with the team as well, then, I mean, how has the company, the team, everything been impacted by, by COVID so far here, Scott? Um, we are working remotely. I think that I'm very thankful that we have a fantastic team and our productivity went up after COVID. And so that's why I'm saying that the mission is so important because if they believe in the mission, if they believe in the service and product, you know, wherever you work, you will give your 120%. So I think that's very, very important. Um, so I think I'm glad that everyone's healthy and safe. I think that's most important. I'm not here to go back and tell our team members to go back to the office because it's dangerous. And I yeah. think that we are doing a fantastic job working remotely. I mean, I miss everyone, but I think <laughs> that, you know, healthy health and the safety can, you know, is the top priority for our company. And for our donation too. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we just have to be patient. We have to be positive to 
to make sure we can help students as much as possible. With having a few different things always uh, going on with a startup and understanding the roles of a founder, I'm just curious mm-hmm. for you, Scott, what is your time spent like day to day nowadays, five years in with Guru? Um, founder, tech founders wear many different hats. And I think that what's most important is to realize that what are the priorities of the company? What's the bottleneck? And what kind of opportunities you have at this moment and how we can be nimble and capture that momentum and move forward as quickly as possible. Um, Because, you know, we are competing with Goliath. We're competing with corporates and we have to move fast. We have to be nimble. We have to adjust quickly. That's how you can win the battle. That's how Apple did it. That's how Amazon did it. I think that's how, uh, you know, startups can really, at the end, outpace the corporates. And so I think we have to be very open-minded. We have to listen to the good advice that people around you are giving it to you. And I think most importantly, I think you just have to be very, very persistent and on what you do, because the task that you are doing will not be assigned by someone else you 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 are deciding what's most important for the company sometimes it will be correct sometimes it might be incorrect but the thing is you know you just have to be very humble just have to figure out you know what's best for the company and move forward and there's no right answer to it it's just about all about your attitude so yeah i mean having a important team members around you to tell you that sometimes you're wrong and you need to sometimes listen to that. And so a lot of different pieces, a lot of piece, a lot of moving pieces every day. And also you need to sleep well. So, you know, I think it's <laughs> uh, everything. It's like a professional athlete. It's not just about the one game. It's a league and it's a marathon. So you just have to perform every day and you just have to try your best and give 120% what you got. And one thing you mentioned there, Scott, uh, on the note of kind of these big companies out there, you mentioned some other big players and even in the online course space, I mean, there's a number of online courses and online education. How do you look at competition from a guru's perspective or do you not look at it at all? How do you view that and how does that you know indicate what you, what you do at Guru? A lot of tutoring companies or tech companies has been not innova- innovating enough for our students. Uh, many reasons being is, you know, they just care about financials. You know, they, they're hesitant. Uh, I'm not so sure. Uh, I think a lot of them will be like Kodak. So, you know, we wanted to only focus on what students need to be unlock their potential. And I think we are the only at the companies providing those amazing educational content. And within a few clicks, you will be able to meet one-on-one virtual tutoring with that instructor. And we have global presence in Asia. And so I'm very excited about what's coming next for our company. I think it will be, um, you know, we'll be exponentially growing uh, from now on. But at the same time, we won't forget that we the, the main focus is our students' growth and learning journey. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think it was echoed in a different, I think it might have been Jeff Bezos talking about that, you know, maniacal focus on the customer and that guiding everything they do in terms of their company and the competition in that point, then it's kind of irrelevant. If you really do everything you possibly can 
for your customer, like you'll, you'll be okay. And if you're focusing on the people who are learning on your platform, it seems like you're going to be in a good spot and people will like you and the people they're working with, as you mentioned before, it's all about those relationships anyways, uh, in the end. And so, uh, you talked to briefly for a second saying sleeping important. How do you recharge? How do you make sure you're performing at your best every day, Scott? Um, I think, yeah, again, sleeping well, very important. I think you need to have a habit of you know, sleeping at the same time. I mean, around the same time and waking up, I wake up pretty early. Uh, but I think that's very important. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's a, it's a mental game. And so I think you have to sometimes some mistakes you make or, um, you know, some tough part of your life, you have to let it go. And yeah. I think that's so important because you have to realize that you can't control everything. Uh, you're a human being. And at the end, you know, as I mentioned, it's a marathon, you know. So, I, of course, I say, I'm saying this right now, but it, it is extremely hard because there are so many different pieces that, you know, it's very uncertain. And human naturally don't like uncertainty. But as I mentioned, as a founder or entrepreneur, you need to know that you are. You need to realize. You need to realize first before you start a start, like start a company. Are you a risk taker? Are you willing to, you know, battle this for many many years and sleep well? And so, I realized that I have a trait, uh, you know, to sleep and forget and move move on. I have that. I have that. You know, thankfully, I have that. Uh, you know, trait, which is I yeah. think extremely important. Uh, if some people who don't have that will have a very tough time, and some people will be very miserable. I heard many founders have a sleeping problems, and you know, I think at the end, you know, we're yes, we are passionate about our mission, and we're doing what we care about. But you wanted to be happy, you know, especially when you have a family, you know, raising kids. I, I don't have it yet, but. Uh, you know, that's very, very important. So because there is no work life balance in startups. Yeah. And, and in startups, like you said, it's all consuming and the work life balance is not a real thing. It's a, it's a different, there's a different phrase. Like people say work life integration, I like that a little bit better. Uh, I think, I don't know if it was Richard Branson. I think someone mentioned like, it's not work life. It's just, it's all life. It's, it's all just life. You're thinking yeah. about what you, what you're choosing to do with your life as a startup founder is to create a startup. And that at that point is kind of the main thing and taking care of your health is still important, but you're, you're definitely making sacrifices along the way to be able to do that. And that's just the path you've chosen. And there's nothing wrong with that, but some things will definitely fall off a bit more than others. But I think to your point of it being a marathon, having to take care of your health is, is so important. It's just often neglected along the way by so many founders, which I get it. It's tough, but, but it's, it's important to, to take care of yourself as well. And, and from a non, I guess, non-physical standpoint, then like, how are you investing in yourself as a founder uh, mentally in terms of any particular book that's been impactful for you, mentors of yours? I'm curious about that, Scott. Um, I think my mentor is my father. Um, you know, my great, 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 my grandfather came from North Korea, and so he started everything from scratch. And, yeah. and you know, I really, really respect that because he had six other siblings. He supported them, and he supported his parents since 20s. And he never gave up. 
he was so persistent. He was so diligent. And I'm thankfully because of him, I came to the U.S. and have a great education. And so I look at him. I really, really, you know, really his 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 persistency. Really, I really admire admire that. So, you know, I look at him. I'm like, hey, you know, I, of course, you know, it's not not an easy situation. But at the end of the day, it's it's about how you look at that situation. Uh, you know, some people, some people in the world, they're struggling. They don't even have a food to eat. You know, I'm, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm so blessed to have an opportunity to have this amazing team to dream big. And so at the end of the day, uh, you know, you, can, you should not complain. You should be thankful for all the things because I'm learning every day. You know, there's no failure. It's all about the growth, uh, growth opportunity. And so, you know, I think my mentor is my father. He's an amazing guy. Uh, I really respect him a lot. And, you know, I think uh, it really drives me whenever I have a tough time. Do you talk about guru a lot with him, asking for advice on that? Or is it more, I'm curious what the dynamic is between like you and your father then? He just trusts me a lot. I think I, that's what I really appreciate. He, I grew up really independent. He, you know, my parents don't even knew what classes I'm taking during high school. Like, you know, they trusted me a lot. Of course, he asked, like, how's it going? And I'd say it briefly, but nothing too much. I mean, he's not a tech-savvy guy, too, so he doesn't really understand, like, app or website or, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, he always just tells me, hey, you know, just stay healthy Two things, stay healthy and you need to marry a white woman. That's so important. Yeah, that's all he talks about for like the past that's 10 amazing. years. Yeah, so not too much about business, but health and, you know, right woman. I hope I hope, I, I hope that I'm on the right track for that. But um, yeah, so he, he, he really trusts me. And I think that I, I really appreciate that. I love what you're doing with, with Guru. I'd love to hear what is more of that big vision, you know, even looking way beyond five, 10, 20 years for Guru, like what, what do you see this being? Um, I think we will have a global network of Guru instructors who can really inspire our students all over the world. And I think that's so important to me because a lot of underserved children um, have lost a lot of opportunities because they have a limited resources and network uh, who can really inspire them. And so I think we will try to, you know, build many great products and services to unlock their potential. It can be AR, VR, it can be gamified ways, it can be different activities. Uh, many, I think there are many amazing ideas that we have, we will execute and make sure that it will be affordable. And so that we can make education more accessible for all. Uh, but I think there are many different ways we can make education more innovative. It's a lifelong learning. It doesn't stop when you graduate. Uh, it will you will be have to continuously learn even though you get a job because you know AI is advancing so quickly. A lot of jobs will be replaced, and so we will try to understand at, at every individual student's like you know different characteristics and talent to make sure that we can really unlock the potential. And so, yeah, it will be an amazing journey. I think obviously we will have tough time. Um, and we will have difficulties, but we just have to keep our heads up and, you know, push forward and work with our team members, um, to make it happen. Scott, have there been 
uh, any any particular uh, lesson or takeaway from your you know your five plus years at, at Guru? Anything you'd want to share for kind of a, a final thing for other entrepreneurs out there before we wrap things up here? Yeah, I think I mentioned it briefly. I think you, I mean, if you're especially starting a tech company, you're very confident and you think that you can change the world. But at the end of the day, you know, we are human beings. We make so many mistakes. You have to be very humble. And you, you always have to realize that your decision cannot be the, uh, might not be the best. And I think you will make more than hundreds of mistakes. But the thing is, every, everything is a learning experience. Even though it's a mistake, even though it's a success. And so I think you just always have to keep that in mind, uh, you know, respecting people around you. And you know, I think value the relationships because at the end, that will help. That will make you survive when you have a very, very tough period of time. It's the people around you, um, and so you. All, I, I advise people to look at it in the long term. It's very hard because every every day is a battle, and but at the end of the day, I think you just have to look at it in the long term because it's gonna take much longer than you think. Yeah, and it is important to have that that view always because especially things that are worthwhile, things that are worthwhile take time and there's just no way around that. Yeah. And and I really appreciate your perspective. I love your perspective that you've mentioned here. I, I think whether it be influenced through your father, your grandfather, uh, they did a good job, it seems like, because uh, I love what you've shared so far you know, today and I appreciate the time. Where can people go to learn more about Guru and connect with you as well, Scott? Yeah, of course. So our website is guru.com, G-O-O-R-O-O.com. Um, and my email is scott at guru.com. You know, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. You know, I, I came alone in the U.S. You know, so many people helped me throughout the journey since the day one in the U.S. And I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, I wanted to give back to what I received. So if you have any questions or if you have, you know, um, anything I can help you with, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, we're always here to support students all over the States. And so if you need any assistance, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. I can't wait to push this out and get this out to people because this will be a, a very impactful, I think, and useful for a lot of different people. Thanks for your time today. Oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. The Weekly Grind, which is my weekly newsletter, comes out every single Friday. You can find it at justgogrind.com slash newsletter. This is filled with tips, tools, and strategies for growing your business. If you want to know how to launch a business, how to grow it, how to get it off the ground, find employees, all these different things. There's a few tips, tools, and strategies every single week I deliver right to you. Justgogrind.com slash newsletter. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.